Thank you so much for joining Silicon Slope State of Utah. We are here today with uh, Senate President Stuart Adams. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, great to be with you. Yeah, let's just jump in. We're doing this new series. It's a getting to know you series. There's a lot of Utahns out there who just simply don't know their elected officials and especially members of leadership who have such an influential part of what happens in our state. We really wanted to reach out and make sure that we got all of you on camera and ask you about some really weird quirky things as well as some pretty policy heavy things. So we appreciate your willingness to do this. Yeah, what a great time to be with you. You know, as we've experienced COVID, uh, Silicon Slopes is, and the IT industry has been a bright spot in, in this event. Yeah, luckily, we've, we've been able to not only easily work remotely, but be able to grow during this time when a lot of companies are not in the same spot. So we, we appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about the district you represent. Uh, I live in Layton. Uh, in fact, I'm uh, kind of a little bit uh, different because not only do I live in Layton, but I'm a fifth generation, not a Utah resident, but a fifth generation Layton resident. That's kind of a little strange to be from the same city for five generations. But so I, I know the area well, and my district actually goes from, goes from South Weaver all the way to Centerville. So it's uh, the east side of I-15, central Davis County. That's lovely. That's wonderful. It's a beautiful, beautiful and historic spot. That's a really great part of town. It is. So tell us a little bit about what it's like to be the president of the Senate and what that actually means. Well, it's a great honor to serve. And uh, one of the greatest things you find out is you, as you uh, serve is you usually get more out of it uh, by serving than you, than you actually put in. And one of the things that has been so valuable to me is the relationship I, I've gained with my other colleagues in the Senate. We have some of the finest individuals in, in the state that are, are serving as senators, but also the opportunity to get to meet great people and uh, people that are, are politically active and, and constituents who are sincere in trying to make the state a better spot. So those interactions and the, the personal experiences are probably some of the most valuable things that, that you gain from, from serving and especially as Senate president. For sure, that honestly sounds wonderful. So we know that Utah lawmakers only work part-time. Do you have a full-time job outside of this? I do, I'm a real estate developer. So uh, uh, we've been involved in lots of projects. We've done everything from, from residential, uh, uh, subdivision development to construction to commercial, uh, office space, uh, medical. We've done a little bit of everything in, in, the, in the, the real estate uh, and even some retail. And so we've done several retail centers. So that keeps me busy in my part-time effect. It is kind of a part-time job now because the legislature, it seems like it, uh, it's become almost, uh, well, it is full-time. Well, especially once you're in leadership, all of your time gets kind of gobbled away at, not to mention, you know, the pandemic and special sessions and budget <laughs> negotiations. I'm sure you've been crazy busy, but what made you originally want to run for office? You know, I uh, I had no desire as a growing up as a as a child or whatever of being involved politically, but uh, I uh, in Davis County there's there's a highway called Highway 89 that runs from Lagoon to South Weaver, and I moved on to the east side of Highway 89, and at the time I made the move there were no lights, and Highway 89 was a 55 mile an hour at that time road with no uh no no lights to be able to get across and so you'd you'd sit at an intersection and you would 
get ready when you thought you saw a break and you'd gun your car to get across and, and hope you made it. And there were several fatalities there. And uh, I, I was serving on a planning commission at Layton City. And so I was a little bit involved because of my development experience in, 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 in the city processes. And I had a, a friend come to me as, a, as a, 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 an elected office opened up and asked, tell me I had to run. And my father and other friends were encouraging me to run. And my father was fiercely patriotic. And probably the reason I ran is because of him. But he reminded me, this friend, because we were in high school together, about how I drove when I was in high school. And uh, that was not a pleasant thought. And <laughs> my, old, my oldest daughter was just getting her license. And he said, you'll make it across 89, but I'm not sure your daughter will. We need somebody to advocate for lights on 89 and you need to run. And I went down and filed. And basically because of, you know, trying to trying to help my family and daughter and, and got involved a lot in transportation issues. And, and uh, I served four years in the house uh, and gotten, and was really involved in, 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 in funding and settling the, the, the legacy highway dispute. Some of you may remember that, but uh, and then I decided I'd done my, my service and, resigned and and the governor asked me to serve governor governor huntsman at the time asked me to serve on the transportation commission and chair it and then i came back into the senate after that but uh you know i i, I really didn't intend to run but i ended up running okay so i asked senator andrag the same question so don't fault me for this um i don't know if you remember but i used to work for the house so Yes. Which one do you prefer? Granted, you're currently in the Senate, but did you, do you prefer the House or the Senate? You know, go, both are great bodies, but of course the Senate. I'm in the Senate. <laughs> I mean, they're not even close. Don't and, worry, you know, Senator Andrew said the and, exact same thing. <laughs> and I, I love the House. I love my, you know, the, the, my, there's a few former colleagues that are still there. But it's amazing when a Senate seat comes up, all the House members decide they want to file and run for it. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty obvious the Senate's the spot to be. <laughs> I mean, sounds like so far, but we'll, we have a couple more people to ask. So we'll, we'll search around and let you well, know. Well, you can ask you. Speaker Wilson. He may, he may agree or not, but. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Is there, I mean, I think you are his Senate seat, aren't you? Well, you know, uh, he is, uh, I am his senator, so yes. If I, you know, there, there's a little bit of a conflict there, so I'd be curious to know what his response is because I'd like to know if he's, you know, if I'm going to have a contested race next time. Oh yeah, for sure. I will be sure to ask him that question. Um, so we've we're clearly in a weird situation, right? The pandemic has hit Utah and it's hit the entire world, and everybody's experiencing it. And I know that your job has become much busier because of that fact with the special sessions and like I mentioned the budget adjustments and whatnot what do you see the state um, being able to do moving forward in the general session well let me just echo what you just said and appreciate you bringing it up I never in my political uh, career my political experience have I felt as much pressure perhaps if I have this year and the 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 it is, it is a dilemma that we're in as you are so concerned about people's health, their lives in, in a pandemic. And yet you're also so concerned about their, their quality of life, uh, you know, and, and, and their livelihoods. 
And we've seen, and I'm aware of people who were so concerned about the pandemic that they didn't get medical care. And I'm aware of instances where people have died of heart attacks at home or people in, you always hear about suicide and you hear, and then their businesses. And it, it's been, uh, you know, probably uh, some of the, the most, uh, I, I don't know if stressful is even the right word, but it's surely that you feel the pressure of trying to make good policy because whatever you do, you're affecting people's lives in a big way. And before I talk about some of the details, I do wanna say something that I feel pretty passionate about. And that is, I wanna thank Silicon Slopes and for those involved in the technology industry, because I mean, you look at testutah.com, we couldn't stand up testing and there weren't enough tests available. And you had great people stand up and try to step forward out of the private sector and try to help solve these problems. We were having tough times getting turnaround on tests and getting communication back. And people were, were taking a test for COVID and they were actually getting over COVID before they knew if they were positive. And, and all the, the things that we were trying to do as a state that made us have the ability to try to somewhat help and bend that curve uh, the efforts of the, the Silicon Slopes particularly, but the technology industry as a whole to be able to help us were immensely, immensely appreciated. And, and anybody who, who's listening to this, I'd like to make sure they, they know of our great appreciation for, for that partnership. It's so great to live in Utah and to see that, that partnership come about. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think the legislature um, is gonna be able to do? Well, we've done a lot. And if you know what happened at the very onset, we actually uh, uh, decided that there be the, the businesses would be shut down. We did that for almost six weeks. But during that period of time, we had a special session and the legislature actually passed uh, legislation that set up a, a, a healthcare task force. And we evaluated uh, what should happen and the balance between opening businesses and having them be closed. And the first thing the healthcare task force did, and, and again, it was in late April, is they recommended two things ought to happen in their first two meetings. First is they recommended we ought to open up elective uh, medical care because we saw what was happening to people's health and that the instances I just talked about. And the other thing they did is they recommended we move to orange, which was out of the red zone, so we could open up businesses again. And then we actually appropriated money and we took some of the CARES Act and we gave it to companies to be able to pay the rent. We gave it to companies to be able to, to help offset some of the cost as uh, for the, the shutting down their businesses. And we, we tried our best to give uh, liability protection to both the healthcare industry and actually passed a bill that gave liability protection to, to the hospitals or medical providers. On a, for a right to try basis for some of these new medicines like Desivir and others that they can use to be able to help uh, treat the, the virus. But also we gave uh, protection to, to employers that they brought people back to work so that they, could, they would have protection against perhaps suits about COVID. So again, trying to prop up our economy and to try to help provide medical assistance for COVID. And we, we've done a lot of that. We continue to do uh, uh, a, a lot of work to try to balance uh, the economy, 
people's personal health and their ability to be able to get the healthcare they need and to make sure that the virus is, is the curve is bent as, as much as we can. Definitely, I totally understand that. So we know that COVID's a top priority for the legislature and for everybody across the world right now, but if COVID didn't exist, if we were not in a pandemic, where would your focus be for the next legislative session? You know, it's hard to imagine COVID not existing, but I, but it would be nice, very, very nice to be able to focus on something else. And we plan to do that during the next legislative session. And, and always, almost without question, uh, COVID or no COVID, education is our number one priority. Educating our children is, is number one. And, and, you know, we're talking about vaccines. I'm pushing very hard to make sure teachers are some of the first people vaccinated. And uh, during the pandemic, you may remember during, we had a special session, we cut budgets. But because of the financial preparation and, and the, the well-managed state that we were, we actually gave, and I think we're the only state in the nation that we're able to do this, we actually gave uh, teachers a, a cost of living increase, a 2% increase. And we funded growth in, in, uh, in our schools, the new students coming in. So we did, we've done some amazing things for education and we, can, we will continue to do that. It's my hope that, that uh, Amendment G passed, which allowed us to use some uh, income tax money for, for children's health. But also we have a commitment to be able to continue to, to put education first. And I hope in our base budget, we passed two budgets during the session, one early on as a base budget and one later on as the final budget. But in that early on base budget, my hope is we fund education growth and we fund education uh, a, co a cost of living increase. And uh, that'll be one of our number one priorities, education. What is your most unusual talent? Wow, uh, my most unusual talent, and I'm trying to think if I have any unusual talents, but uh, 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 you know, I love people and I love getting to know them and probably my interaction with people is, is something that I enjoy, but unusual, man, I don't know if I have any. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> okay. You might have to pump that one, okay? That's a perfectly acceptable answer. Is a hot dog a sandwich? You know, that is a good debate. I would say it is, and I would like to debate anyone who says it's not. Usually you put it, be, especially when it's between, be, between two pieces of bread. Now, if it's not between two pieces of bread, you could, you know, maybe debate that. But when it is, I think it is definitely a sandwich. Yeah, I don't really think about hot dogs not in a bun when you say the word hot dog. Like it just kind of, mm -hmm. and again, I've, I have a 10-year-old. I've cooked just cut up hot dog meat but you know yeah i normally think of it as the whole package too you gotta have ketchup and mustard oh yeah always always yeah. could you go 30 days without your phone i couldn't go 30 minutes without my phone <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a very <laughs> okay so the next one is what generation are you you know i'm an older generation so i need to be careful but uh i'm just happy to be part of the generation i am and, uh, I, but I, but I am jealous, I'm jealous of the generation X because I like to think I'm younger than what I am. I think all of us do. We all like to relate to, to someone a, a little bit lower on the age spectrum for sure. Um, what is your favorite jelly bean? Popcorn okay. with butter. Isn't that great? Is it? Have you ever had a popcorn with butter jelly bean? I have. 
have. And it was so bizarre, but really tasty. Yeah. Well, well, it just kind of shocks you, doesn't it? Yeah. Back the sweet and you're getting popcorn. Yeah. It's awesome. That's, that's a great answer. So dogs or cats? Oh, definitely dogs. Okay. Okay. I'm totally on board for that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they, uh, they're, they're your best friend and they'll be with you forever. Oh, yeah. Cats you got to worry about, you know? They're a little shifty, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, I wanted to be a cowboy, no question about it. I wanted to, you know, uh, ride a horse and just, uh, you know, uh, be be part of that. John Wayne was my hero. So if I could be John Wayne, it would have been great. Okay. That's awesome. That's lovely. Um, what is the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh, man, I don't watch a lot of movies. You know, I, I, uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, I loved. I don't know, but some people think it might have been bad, but I, I kind of enjoyed, you know, the simplicity of it. But uh, I like all movies. Okay. And what is the strangest text message or email you've ever gotten from a constituent? Oh, I, I, we get them daily. And so I, I, it's hard to pick one of them. Uh, and I'm probably not going to touch that one because I'm afraid they may be listening to this. I'm going to leave that one alone. But I think that's, I'm politically smarter than trying to explain that one. That's definitely okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for doing this. We really appreciate you joining us. <laughs>